I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Instant Reaction Podcast, HawkeyeNation.com. Andrew Downs here with you on a uh, cold Saturday night in the state of Iowa and uh, a similar feeling as a week ago as the Hawkeyes win. That's the positive. Hold on to win. There are a lot of positives that we'll talk about, uh, but it leaves a, a bittersweet taste in your mouth the way the game ends. Um, either way, it's a win. In heaven, there is no beer. I just cracked open. A gable from single speed. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, I also just watched Texas Tech kick a 62-yard field goal to walk off win over Iowa State. I know this is a Hawkeye podcast, but that's a thing that happened. Um, Interesting. The Hawkeyes, 27-22 winners, seven in a row against Minnesota. Floyd stays home. P.J. Flex stays uh, unwin, unwin, un defeated I guess he stays defeated he stays O for I think five now against Kirk Ferentz and the Iowa Hawkeyes and uh you know some really really good things Alex Padilla won the starting quarterback job um you know whatever how however they have to position it however Kirk wants to posture it uh if if Spencer Petrus's shoulder will be a, an issue for him the rest of the season and so uh, Padilla never really usurped him or took the job. It was an injury thing. That's fine. Uh, however, it has to happen. However, they want to make it look. Uh, Alex Padilla is the starting quarterback moving forward. He had a, a very good game. 11-24, 206 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, had a couple of drops. Didn't get a lot of help from his receivers all of the time, but did get a lot of help from Charlie Jones, who had a big day, a 35-yard diving catch uh, to set up Iowa's first touchdown. And then a long 72-yard reception for a touchdown in, I think, the fourth quarter, maybe the third quarter. Whenever it was, it was a fantastic play. And uh, speaking of fantastic plays, Keegan Johnson, holy crap. I mean, that that he's a true freshman. And the strength to shake off two tacklers, one who made a, you know, a decent hit on him on a screen pass and take it 25 yards, I mean, just make a play. Just make a play, and he made a play, and the quarterback got him the ball to make that play. Uh, so, you know, really liked what I a lot of what I saw out of Iowa's offense. Didn't love the three and out after uh, we scored the long touchdown with Charlie Jones and got the ball back. It felt like Iowa was hanging on to to try to win, um, and then that that thought was proven. When Iowa didn't even attempt to score a touchdown from the three-yard line after uh, forcing a, a bad fourth-down pass from Minnesota late in the game, you could have put the game away with a touchdown. You could have at least tried. Didn't even try. Two sneaks, uh, a kind of pitch run to, to set up a, a field goal. Give Caleb Shudak credit. He had a good game. He kicked that through, made both of his field goals, including one from 50. 
Uh, but left eye would up just five, and and for the second week in a row, we had to sit here and hope the other team didn't make a play, hope there wasn't a busted coverage somewhere, hope that they didn't break a tackle and, and get down the sideline, Chris Altman-Bell or somebody like that. You just had to hope that uh, they didn't make the play to beat you and that's not a great place to be when you feel like the better team and you feel like you should have put that game away earlier. And again, this is exactly how we felt a week ago because it was the exact same situation against Northwestern. You got a lead, you shut things down, and you held on for dear life. Uh, and then they are able to make a play or two, get back in the game. And even when they do, you can't then ramp up your offense again. You keep it shut down and you hold on for dear life. That being said, those are both wins. That's two wins. I was on a two-game win streak. I was now 8-2 and two on the season and uh, tied with Wisconsin for first place in the Big Ten West. Those are all good places to be. That's all good stuff to happen. Uh, Alex Padilla wins his first game as a starter. That's really, really good. Tyler Goodson had a good, not great day. Um, just had a tough time out there a lot of the times. Uh, 18 carries for 59 yards, along with just 12. He had a catch, I think, as well. But, um, you know, just the Iowa's running game was mostly inconsequential. Uh, Iowa needed Alex Padilla to do what he did out there today, and and that's how they got the win. Uh, Minnesota's rushing. Holy cow. I mean, they had 189 yards as a team, and that's including a negative 21 from Tanner Morgan uh, for for those sacks. Um, Kai Thomas had 120 on 29 carries and uh, Marquise Irving Bucky Irving had uh, 17 yards on 80 carries or rather the other way around (laughs) Uh, 80 yards on 17 I promise I'm not drunk Um, it just kind of sounds like it at times here Um, but they were just gashing Iowa all day long with that uh, get outside and cut back whether it was a pitch or a sweep uh, get outside cut back and they could get seemingly six or seven yards every time they did that uh, got to a point where you wondered why they were even trying to throw the ball and then they got into a position where they had to try to throw the ball uh, Tanner Morgan is not a good quarterback he has regressed from what he was two years ago uh, and even though Iowa didn't get an interception off him um, they certainly didn't allow him to beat them he had the, the one really nice uh, throw to Chris Altman Bell, 68-yard touchdown. Um, but outside of that, he he was rough. 14-30 um, for 183 yards and that one touchdown for him. So, you know, again, it's the good and the bad. I don't think anybody feels great. Uh, but I said all week leading up to this, this game, and I feel like the next two games are all uh, more about Iowa than they are the opponent. If, if an Iowa team shows up, that's good enough to win they will win um if they show up and don't play they they won't these other teams aren't good enough to like reach up and beat iowa an, an iowa team that's playing well i don't think i don't think illinois in kinnick stadium and i don't think a nebraska team you know ready to get to the offseason as quickly as possible uh, are good enough to come in and beat a an iowa team that's playing well but an Iowa team that is not playing well or an Iowa team that allows the other team to stay in it, uh, you're going to get bitten by this one of these weeks. And you just hope it's not the next two weeks because a 10-2 season would be nice. Uh, let's look at some team stats in just a minute. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. 
This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So I imagine these team stats, and I haven't looked at them yet, but I imagine they're going to be heavily in favor of Minnesota, who was on the field much more than Iowa, had many more plays than Iowa, had the, the time of possession. Let's just look at that right away. To 19, 40-19 for Minnesota, 40 minutes, 19 seconds, to 19 minutes and 41 seconds uh, for the Hawkeyes. They doubled this up in time of possession. I have a feeling there's going to be some other places where they doubled this up, like first downs just about 23 for them 12 for us just four of 12 from third down where we seven of 19 for them but then they converted three of those as fourth down plays uh where they were three for four 409 yards to 277 in favor of minnesota Again, most of that uh, discrepancy is in the rushing game where they outran us by well over 100 yards. 189 yards given up on the ground. That's a lot. I don't know when the last time Iowa gave that up. I saw Scott Docterman say at one point it was the most they had given up uh, on the ground since 2019. So in in well over a season, probably close to two full seasons at this point. Um, I don't know where that lands them or what game that was. Uh, I'm sure you can find that at Lee Athletic where Scott writes and does a great job. Um, Penalty-wise, 5 for 50 for them, 3 for 30 for us. We had the one turnover, uh, the lost fumble by Nico Regani. That was a tough one, man. That That's a bad spot to fumble. Um, that's a bad time to fumble. It's never a good time to fumble. Uh, and it, it, you know, it wasn't some great play that they made. It just seemed like he didn't quite have that ball secured. Uh, I saw he did make a big block on that Tyler Goodson third and 10 draw play where he got the first down and the next play was the Keegan Johnson touchdown. So, um, you know, Regani was still out there and still making plays, but that that's a tough one. Uh, all in all, Minnesota probably feels like they should have won this game. In a lot of ways, they probably should have. Uh, they got to the red zone several times and ended with field goals. Iowa bent and didn't break. Uh, there were a couple times you wondered, should Minnesota go for it? I mean, although they went on fourth four times, one or two of those were late in desperation, though. Um, but you did wonder, were they settling a little too much for field goals? I think that'll probably be the narrative if you're a Gopher fan this week will be they settled. And we've, as Iowa fans, we've been there several times before. We know exactly what this narrative is, right? When you, uh, when you settle for field goals and you get beat by five, you're going to feel like you had a chance, uh, especially when you double up the other team on, on a lot of uh, statistical categories. Um but Iowa holds home court. Kinnick remains Iowa's turf. Uh, it's been 22 years since Minnesota has won at Kinnick, and it'll be another two before they even have a chance to try again. Again, uh, seven in a row now is Iowa's longest streak in this series. Floyd has a nice long residency in Iowa City, and that's a that's a really cool thing. I like that trophy. I like this rivalry uh, more than anything. I like dominating this rivalry. Uh, this is starting to feel like a like like a big brother little brother rivalry, like an Iowa Iowa State rivalry, where um, the times that you lose feel worse than the times you win feel good. You just start to expect to win. You just expect to beat Minnesota. 
year in and year out, and so the times you don't, it it feels like a double loss. You remember what that was like with Iowa State. Again, it's been a long time since we lost to them either. I'm sure it'll feel like that with Nebraska at some point here too. Hopefully not in two weeks. Let's talk about uh, Nebraska and what they have coming up, mostly because what they have coming up is Wisconsin. We're big Husker fans this week, and we are big Gopher fans in a couple of weeks because we need some help. So the one nice thing about the win today, not the one nice thing, there's a lot of nice things about the win today. One of the nice things about the win today when as it pertains to the Big Ten West is we've essentially knocked Minnesota out of the race. This was a, essentially a game that the winner was still in play and the loser was not. And Minnesota won. They still uh, control their own destiny because they get to play Wisconsin. I would still need some help. They got some help today from Ohio State. Uh, this picture cleared, cleared up a lot today. Uh, it was very murky last week because you just didn't know what Purdue and uh, what Purdue was going to do and then what the result of this game was going to be. But with the result of this game and with Purdue getting destroyed by Ohio State, I don't even know what the final of that game was, but it was not close. Um, with that happening, now Iowa and, and Wisconsin sit alone atop the Big Ten West, and it's really uh, going to come down to these last couple of games as to the Big Ten West, uh, the, the sacrificial lamb that'll go play that Ohio State team in Indianapolis the first weekend of December. Uh, of course, Wisconsin has the tiebreaker over Iowa, so Iowa needs to win out and then needs Wisconsin to lose. Wisconsin plays Nebraska next week, and they play Minnesota in two weeks. The way Wisconsin is playing, the way they looked today against Northwestern, the way they've looked for several weeks now, including against Iowa, it doesn't feel like they're going to lose one of these two games. That's a real shame. Uh, To allow Wisconsin to start a season 1-3 and and to start your own season 6-0 and and to allow them to get to the Big Ten Championship game is almost inexcusable. Uh, It's certainly frustrating, and it's why uh, until we beat Wisconsin, and not just once or twice, but like regularly, and like take something from them. I talked about this last year. This just kind of struck me. I remember last year saying, "Yeah, we beat Wisconsin, but we didn't like we didn't win anything in that game. That game didn't matter. Uh, the the take back of our manhood from Wisconsin is only going to happen in a game that matters. This game, this year's game, mattered. And what happened? They they held on to that that trophy and our manhood with it." Until we can regularly beat Wisconsin when it matters, when it's important, uh, we are not the big dog in the Big Ten West. And uh, we just kind of even a 10-2 and two season, which this is looking like it could be, uh, is going to feel slightly disappointing when you don't get the chance to play for a, a conference championship. Now, a 10-2 and two season uh, with the way the carnage is going in the rankings uh, probably has Iowa in play for a New Year's Six game, a fun bowl trip, a fun holiday season, right? A, a big opponent, a big matchup, and a fun game. I'm excited for that, just like everybody else would be. But it's still going to feel a little disappointing. Illinois coming in next, uh, an up-and-down Illinois team to be sure, uh, but scary on a lot of levels. Um, Let's see, they had a bye week this week, so that's probably not great for the Hawkeyes, but, you know, you're at home, it's Illinois, you should win that game again if you play well. A 1 o'clock kick, weirdly, against Illinois. We'll obviously have that game covered and previewed at HawkeyeNation.com. We'll 
Minnesota game covered uh, from all facets, from all areas, uh, at all levels at HawkeyeNation.com. Check out the website. uh, Follow our work. We appreciate you doing that, and I appreciate you listening. And, hey, enjoy this one, man. You don't win a lot of these. You don't beat Minnesota seven years in a row very often, right? Regardless of of all the extraneous stuff, um, enjoy wins like this. I appreciate you listening. Go Hawks!